and that is, may God bestow on us his grace. And you are listening to what? Law and Gospel on this Rumination Tuesday, March the 10th in the year of our Lord 2020. And with us, we have our good friend, Pastor Mark Smith. Hey, Tom, no lyrics this morning, huh? Um, I'm looking at it, and it had the lyrics, but they don't sing it. Uh, well, we could have sung it. We should have sung it. Oh, you want me to redo it again? No, oh, no, 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 that's okay. No, no. <laughs> Boy, you sure don't have pastoral garb on today. No, I don't. I'm, I'm going to go to the gym from here. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, I got my sneakers on. and Now, I, I kind of looked this hymn up uh, out of this hymnal companion that explains, and they didn't have, may God bestow on us his grace. They say, may God embrace us with his grace. Oh, I see. Well, it is translated. Not by Catherine Winkworth, but no Richard Massey. I don't know him, but tell who the author is. Martin Luther. Yes, who Martin else? Luther. Right. Yes. What do you think? Do you think this is one of his better hymns? Um, it actually is a paraphrase of Psalm sixty-seven. Uh huh. And uh, he was trying to change some of the items in the formula missa. Uh, for example, the customary benediction contained in the Roman Mass, he wanted it to be, May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And he also liked the benediction from number six. What we're going to be singing that this Sunday, are you? Yeah, right. Uh, why do you think this was chosen as the appointed hymn for the third Sunday at, uh, in Lent? Good question. What are the uh, main readings? You remember? I have. <laughs> well, see, that... I haven't looked at. You know, I'm I'm retired now, so believe it or not, oh, I have my. not looked at the readings yet. <laughs> wow, boy, it is it is something to get used to, you know. <laughs> yes. Normally, I do. Yeah, no, I I already have a good idea what I want to preach on, and uh, normally, but I have... you're still not open to preaching uh, if somebody phones you. And... Oh, I oh sure. I, it's are. it's maybe a little bit early. I I don't want to get too out, too much out of practice. But, no. Well, I I will have one or two funerals coming up shortly. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's too bad. So I've been asked to do that. So. Yeah. Those are my actually favorite services. Well, people are m most receptive to the gospel at that time. That Absolutely. Is for sure. And the other thing is you often have a lot of people there yeah. who, uh, who need to hear the law and the gospel. Yeah, right. And so a lot of times after the funeral, they'll say, what you had to say, we never heard before. Yeah. And I say, well, you can hear a lot more of it if you come to add on instructions. That's right. <laughs> you know. Or, listen, or tune in to KFUO Radio. Yes. Yes. So may God bestow on us his grace. Maybe as we go through it, we'll have a better idea why they chose it for this particular Sunday. But during the season of Lent, which one do you like better, Epiphany or Lent? I lent, I lent. Yeah. 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 I like, I like early epiphany. I like, you know, the, the wise men, the magi. Right. I, I love that. And, you know, I enjoy the miracles in the gospels and, but, uh, you know, lent, you can really focus on the cross, right. you know, and, and the Lord's passion and, and, and people seem to understand you have less time for some of these other peripheral things. They they seem to realize, you know, well, Lent, he's he's really focused on uh, 
the le- no, services. No, less time is correct. Yeah. Uh, we're trying to get a meeting uh, for a group I'm involved with, and everybody is saying it has to be after Easter. Yeah, right. Because uh, there's right. some pastors there, and they're... Uh, well, I'm preaching the four congregations. I know. And I actually make three trips. Yeah. Uh, Wednesday, I go uh-huh. about 300 miles round trip. Yeah. Thursday, no, Wednesday is 360 miles round trip. You ought to trip. take me with you sometime. I think that'd be fun. Oh, I don't know if you can get up at 2 a.m. <laughs> well, I just, I just wouldn't go to bed. <laughs> oh. Sleep in the car. Well, no, yeah. uh, uh, take that back. While you're driving, I don't think I would sleep. <laughs> no, you would not. Because I always have something on, either listening to the Bible, <laughs> listening to uh, Luther's Bondage of the Will, and I'm going to get some more CDs. And then there's always those time warps who take us through. <laughs> yes. Yes. We won't talk That's about that. That's an inside that. joke. <laughs> exactly. First stanza, please. Okay. May God bestow on us his grace, with blessings rich provide us. And may the brightness of his face to life eternal guide us, that we his saving health may know, his gracious will and pleasure, and also to the nations show Christ's riches without measure, and unto God convert them. Boy, that's Luther. Yeah. He ends with, yeah. and unto God, convert them. convert them. But we got some questions here. May God bestow on us his grace with blessings rich provide us. What kind of blessings is he talking about? He's talking about forgiveness of sins, yes. life, and salvation. Yeah, a lot of people, There, there's some pastors out there right now that are giving a song and dance that you want more blessings in your life. All you have to do is be more obedient. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah that, that's, that's what, really that's really that that is solid law, boy. That, I tell you. Not only is that solid law, it contradicts a family relationship. Do you only give blessings to your children when they're obedient? No. 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 Punishment is a blessing. Right. <laughs> it's solid law. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, but it, it is. It is. It may not feel like it at the time. <laughs> no, it never does. I mean, how many people get uh, pulled over here in St. Louis? I because I'm trying to keep my mileage down or getting good miles to the gallon. I never go over the speed limit. The car I have does wonderful in keeping it exactly what I want. I hardly ever pass anybody on the highway. No kidding. They're always well, passing you use me. cruise control a lot. Oh, absolutely. Uh-huh. Okay, good. Yeah. I, you know, I never use that. I just never do. I never. I won't never got into the habit of it. I won't buy a car unless it can cruise control at twenty-eight miles an hour. Because <laughs> I use it in the city. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. It's just amazing how well it does. And it, uh, we're talking about a Prius that I have, and its cruise is such. That as soon as you touch the lever, and the lever is right off the steering wheel, it's real easy to get to, it goes exactly where the speed is at that point. Now, when you use cruise control, do you take your foot off the pedal oh, entire, entirely? Oh, you have to. And I'll tell you why. One time, it was 55 miles an hour, and I looked down, I was going 72, because I had rested my foot on the accelerator and was unaware of it. And so it went off a of cruise control. And, and No, no, it doesn't go off. It just increases the speed. Oh, wow. But as soon as I took my foot off, it went back down uh-huh. to the 50, 
five that yeah. you put it at. Yeah. So, um, but no, no, I wouldn't drive a car without cruise control because it's really hard to stay the same speed limit. Yeah. You know, for three hundred miles. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then you come up to these towns, and they'll say uh, thirty miles an hour, oh, and I they know. give you about thirty <laughs> feet to get down to thirty. <laughs> And I've seen people pulled over because they just uh, try to cruise. Because down. they need the, they need the revenue. Yeah, <laughs> boy. In, in fact, here in St. Louis, those little towns, they now have a, a state law that they can't make a certain percentage from speeders over what they used wow, to. No kidding. Yeah. Hmm. So uh, you, know, you would know. You would stay on top of those things, don't you? <laughs> well, because I used to see police all along this one road. Yeah, uh, and there aren't any there hardly now uh-huh. because um, that's not a way. So when we talk about that God is bestowing on us his grace, the word grace means <laughs> getting what we don't deserve. Very good. Yes, that's right. Getting what we don't deserve. Yes. And therefore, when we get the gift of the forgiveness of sins... Grace isn't a power source he gives us so that we can do things to get blessings. Grace is God's attitude toward us. That's He's right. gracious. That's right. And therefore, he goes ahead and gives us what we don't deserve, the forgiveness of sins, the robe of righteousness, and the many other promises. I have a specific definition for the word blessing. Okay. And uh, you tell me if you would agree with him. When God blesses us, it means he keeps his promises. Yeah, okay. So if he's keeping his promise, it's always a blessing. Right. Well, how about, how about, uh, are there any, are there any, are there any promises of judgment? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Is that a blessing? (laughs) Well, I just said. You're, you're uh, a drunk driver. I mean, he that, he, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be condemned. Yes. Is that, is that, a, is that a blessing? Sure. <laughs> yeah, because the police will pull you over and condemn you, and drunk drivers then are a lot more careful in not drinking before, <laughs> or else they're going to okay. be going. Yeah, every punishment. I'm just testing. I'm testing your discipline. Well, I asked this question. In fact, it was in a Bible study with one of the groups this past week. I said, uh, can you think of a time when God didn't keep his promise to you? And there were people who put their hand up. Oh, really? Well, yeah, because they think... That it's got to be good. That it's, it's gotta always got to be yeah, good. Yeah. And also, it's whatever they're asking for. Yeah, right. No, I'll tell you, sometimes he blesses you by not giving you what you ask for. Yeah, when I was a kid with my parents, I wanted a motorcycle, and uh, God didn't give me it. Yeah. So does that means he didn't hear my prayer? Oh, no. no. He so, always hears, and he always answers immediately. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's Tom Baker again. We can't give him that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, in fact, when I got the motorcycle, I ended up going down St. Charles Rock Road. I had picked my motorcycle up from getting it tuned up. And just as I reached an intersection, a lady pulled right out in front of me. I hit the back of her car, and I flipped over her trunk. (sighs) Fortunately, I wasn't injured at all. 
but it got me realizing you betcha. that even when I come to green lights now in the car, especially in St. Louis, I always kind of slow down and look both ways. Right. That's I, right. I don't see how deaf people drive because mm. you want to hear fire engines or. Oh, I know. Yeah. I, I don't know how they do that. But uh, very carefully. I'll tell you what the most dangerous thing is in Illinois. What's that? Deer. Oh, yeah. Oh, you have to watch them. Yeah, you have to, where I live, you have to watch out for deer. Oh, yeah. Yeah, where my daughter lives, they have deer in their backyard. We, we do, too. Yeah. Yeah, they come out of the woods. Now, are they coming out? Some of them are coming out to shoot them because there's too many. Uh, no, they haven't talked about that. Yeah, they have in her area. But they, they, for a while, they had trouble out there with too many deer on, you know, too many accidents. No, um, I've had four occasions. One, I was coming out of Alton, and all of a sudden, the deer just walked across in front of me. Oh, you really have to watch. But I was only going 30, so, and he kind of looked back. And if the one comes out, you better watch her one or two more. That's what I was told also. Now, I was told that at night... One way to kind of stop them is to have your high beams on. Right, sure. Why? Do they see high beams? Well, they, they see the, the headlights coming a little bit better and really? a little bit more cautious. Yeah. Well, I have high beams on about 60 to 70% of the time because those Illinois roads are just yeah, two lanes, a lot right. of them. You have to be and, careful. And uh, the trouble is you can't see a car coming because it's down, and then all of a sudden yeah, it comes right. up and there. Up, up and down yeah. the hills, yeah. That's really interesting. So we wanted to get across that Luther is saying that these blessings can be, from our point of view, a positive thing, a negative thing, but he's keeping his promise right. all the time. Absolutely. But I don't understand, and may the brightness of his face to life eternal guide us. Where do we see the brightness of his face? Well, how do you understand uh, that? The brightness of his face. Well, like, like the benediction. The Lord bless thee and keep thee. Excellent. The Lord make his face yep. to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. And he does that through his word and sacrament. Yeah. Have When you, when you were engaged to your wife, did she ever send you a letter sometimes? Can you remember? Oh, I'm sure she did. Yeah. Uh, you know. And when you read that, you just see the brightness of her face. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. true. That's true. You think of you in your mind's eye. You're thinking of you thinking about her. Yeah, exactly. Looking, looking at you. Yeah. So you don't have to see the face. Right. You can just see the brightness of yeah, the face. That's a good a good illustration. So, uh, and to life eternal guide us. Yeah, I like like watching movies where they're in the jungle and there's a monster or something. But the guide tries to keep them safe. Shows them where the quicksand is, this kind of thing. So the idea of guiding us to eternal life is the task of Jesus Christ, that we, his saving health, may know. What's saving health? That's a little bit, you know, that, that, that brings a question to mind. You know, I, that's not the first word I would have thought of using. No. But, uh, but, but it is, it's healing. In, the gospel is healing. It's actually translated as health sometimes when it's the word salvation. Right. So the health in the Bible is... Forgiveness of sins. Our salvation, yes. And his gracious will and pleasure. And also to the nations show Christ's riches without measure. 
that the cross would be that. And what was the purpose? Unto God convert them. I don't know of anyone in the Bible who was ever converted apart from the Word of God. How about uh, little infants? Well, you're right. The Word of God through baptism. The Boy, Word of God applied get, to baptism. Get your clergy yeah. collar on. You're right. You walk I'm, in I'm here get, with us. <laughs> I'm getting out of practice here. All right. You're right. Absolutely. What was I thinking there? Stanza I wasn't two. Thinking. Okay, stanza two. Thine... I'm always see. I'm always trying to disprove you if I can, Tom. That's the that's stanza two. I'm stanza two. Trying to prove thine, you. thine over all shall be the praise and thanks of every nation, and all the world with joy shall raise the voice of exaltation, for thou shalt judge the earth, O Lord, nor suffer sin to flourish. Thy people's pasture is thy word their souls to feed and nourish, in righteous paths to keep them. So how does he keep us in righteous paths? Right, his... feed us, like the Lord Shepherd taking us through uh, uh, green pastures, the green pastures of his word. In other words, the word. Right, the word. Yeah. Right. And you see, there's some people who think you can convince people to believe in Christ or lessen their... Objection by reason. By proving. You yeah. can't prove faith. No, you cannot cannot. do that. No, no it's, it's got to be the work of the Holy Spirit. So this is really good, this second stanza. Um, I didn't realize this, but to give glory to God means to rejoice in him, to have joy. Yeah. And I was looking at something, and that's why we call it the voice of exaltation. Now, um, talking to me children say in Sunday school, how would you explain exaltation? What's a synonym you might use? Uplifting? Exaltation. Yeah, if you exalt someone... Yeah, lift them up. Very good. Above above all. And who should be exalted above all? God. Yes. And specifically for us, Jesus Christ. Right. Um, And we're looking forward to him to judge the earth. Uh, because at that point, we'll be taken from this veil of tears if we're still living, or if we've died, our bodies will be rejoined That's right. with our spirit. And it's just hard for me to imagine heaven, that I'm not going to have even a thought of jealousy or something like that. Yeah, or that it's going to be forever and ever and ever and ever. How yes. about that? I try and showed that to kids in confirmation I talked about two mountains. Yes, I've heard the illustration. Yeah, every thousand years a bird goes yeah. over and pecks on the mountain. Yeah. And when it's down to nothing, that's the first yeah. second of yeah. eternal. It's Kurth's catechetical helps. Excellent. <laughs> now, the other one I think I made up, uh, I, whatever room I'm in, I go to the wall and I pretend I'm drawing a line. And I put the line around the room, say, 400 times. Uh-huh. And I say, now I want to show you the length of time you stand, you're, you're here on earth. Uh-huh. And it's only one inch of uh-huh. that line. Yeah, how about that? And the rest of the time is eternity. Yeah. Just never ends. I bet your trustees don't like what you do to the walls. I Ooh. said, I pretend. <laughs> oh, I see. I don't use a black marker. <laughs> Stanza three. Stanza three. Oh, let the people praise thy worth in all good works increasing. The land shall plenteous fruit bring forth, 
Thy word is rich in blessing. May God the Father, God the Son, and God the Spirit bless us. Let all the world praise him alone. Let solemn awe possess us. Now let our hearts say, Amen. Now, a lot of hymns don't end with Amen in this hymnal. Uh, because what does Amen mean? Yes, yes, it shall be so. Yeah, it's kind of a, a vow that we make, and here Luther puts it on the end. But this is a tremendous verse for law and gospel. Notice the place of good works. Oh, let all the people praise thy words in all good works increasing. Yeah. Good works come after yeah. they you are have faith. They are important. Yeah. Know, they are worth They're, doing, and God wants us to do them, but they have nothing at all to do with our salvation. Yeah, there was a huge controversy. Yeah. A book of Concord was talking about it on KFUO. Was it Flacius? who said he was going against the idea that uh, somebody said good works are necessary for salvation. And he came out and said, no, good works are detrimental to salvation. Yeah, yeah. And, Which always sounds like, it always kind of raises your eyebrows. It does. <laughs> and they made a very good point. If you keep justification and sanctification in mind, then Fl Flashes was correct. He could have said... Good works are detrimental as a way of being saved. Uh-huh, right. If you yeah. boast in your good works, yeah. that's detrimental to your salvation. Yeah. That sounds like, you that. know, that sounds like a Tom Baker statement. You know, what? good works are detrimental to your salvation. Doesn't that sound like a Tom Baker statement? It really does to because me. Because it can be understood properly. Yeah. yeah. Um, in fact, this is a good question you ask in a Bible study. Are good works necessary for salvation? And most people will say yes. I say, yeah. no, they're not yeah. necessary at all. D did your child become your child by means of good works? No. No. Became your child because of adoption or by being begotten. Right. And good works always follow that. So, you going to use this hymn Sunday? It's up to the vacancy pastor. Oh, that's right. You're not. <laughs> I'll probably. I'll if, if it's used, I'll sure sing it. And your church is where? Yeah, Prince of Peace Lutheran Church of Crestwood, just south of the Watson New Sappington intersection. They have service uh, uh, service on Sunday morning at nine a.m. followed by Bible study. Okay, thank you very much, Mark Smith. And tomorrow is Bible study Wednesday, and we're going to have a Lenten theme tomorrow. Till then, God bless. Listen to Law & Gospel each weekday morning at 9.30 on KFUO. For a tax-deductible gift to Law & Gospel, please make your check payable to Concordia Mission Society and mail it to Tom Baker, P.O. Box 28910, St. Louis, Missouri 63132. To give online, visit lawandgospel101.com or call toll-free 1-877-267-1962. Views and opinions expressed on Worldwide KFUO may not represent the official position of the management or ownership of KFUO, the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. If you'd like to comment on programs or topics heard on Worldwide KFUO, write us at KFUO, 1333 South Kirkwood Road, St. Louis, Missouri, 63122. You can also leave a question or comment on our comment line at 314-996-1542. We are the messenger of good news, Worldwide KFUO.